The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that silently spreads, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must eat America. As liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. We're back. Second hour of the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Stepmother, with you on this Tuesday, folks. Fifth day of May. 2020. By the way, got John uh, Twitchell on with me. And the name of your show again? It's Talk with John okay. on KBJA AM 1640, based out of Utah, Salt Lake County or Salt Lake City, Utah. And if you don't mind, I want to give out my Twitter account real quick. Uh, it's Talk with John One. That's Talk with J O N One. And then also I have Talk with John Show. So. Thank you for letting me mention those. Not a problem. By the way, we did our due diligence here. That sheriff was from North Carolina, that clip we played last hour. Ah! Washington, it was a story out of the Washington Examiner, and this was on the unconstitutional gun laws. Uh, Davidson yes. County Sheriff Deputy Trip Kester. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's a little dated, but, you know, this had nothing to do with the COVID-19. Now we're seeing... Uh, county sheriff standing up and going, wait a minute here. <laughs> you want us to go and hand out fines? Uh, the 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 asshats out in Oregon want to shut down a hundred miles hundred miles of highway. Now uh, it's against it's that's federal property pretty much, and that's uh, well. No, so, uh, depend. No, hold on. Okay. Depend, de- depending on if it's an IH thirty five or. Uh, uh, you know, uh, something like that. Yeah, those are federal highways. But I don't think we were talking about federal highways out there. They were just talking about shutting roads down. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, you know, it's this insane stuff that they're doing. And the cops are being put between the citizenry and these asshats that want to, by executive fiat, start acting as if they're king. And they're going, wait a minute here. Oh, geez, what are we going to do now? Uh, well, uh, again, let's everybody get, we can all read, can't we? Why don't we get out our rule books? Why don't we go through that and start to determine what's constitutional and what isn't? You know, John, it, it tickled me that the United States Supreme Court, now they didn't have to hear this one. They reject cases all the time that for, and they don't even have to give a reason why they reject a case and they're not going to hear it. But on on Obamacare, oh, I'm sorry, the Affordable Care Act, which was written by the insurance companies, 
the United States Supreme Court made a ruling and said, well, oh, okay, well, let's examine this. Oh, here, here it is. Here's the answer, the, the legal answer to this question. Well, Congress has the right to lay and collect taxes, so that's constitutional. Yeah, that's okay. They called it a tax. Yep. They called it and a that's tax. The, that's the way I think somebody got a phone call and said, you'll call it a tax. Mm-hmm. Well, I call it uh, manipulation. I call it lying. I, I can call it a, diff- a bunch of different things, but it ain't constitutional. Now, we only have one group of individuals that's actually voted into office in law enforcement, and we used to refer to them as being peace officers. Remember that, folks? Peace my, officers? My, my uncle was, uh, he mentioned multiple times to me, he was a highway patrolman here in Utah, and he said we were peace officers first. Hmm. That was my role. Not enforcers. <laughs> and that man was big enough that he could basically enforce on anybody if he wanted to. Well, and and here's the thing, and I don't care if it's a PD, I don't care if it's a sheriff's department, I don't care what it is. They're there by the mandate of the people, or they're allowed to do and maintain their office by the will of the people, as long as they're not violating them 16 different ways from Sunday. What I found fascinating about a lot of these idiots that they were leaving felons out of prison oh, because of the COVID. Oh, and they were locking up people that were sitting on beaches and watching sunsets or on paddle boards 100, 200 yards away from anybody. And, and cops are starting to look at this and go, what kind of mayhem is this? Now, we've been talking to the cops for a lot of years now, going, okay, uh, okay, this new gun law has been put into place, and, you know... Well, we're mandated to enforce law, but again, what did that county sheriff say? He says, simply, we're not going to carry out unconstitutional orders. So, we've got the Constitution. Uh, I want to mention something that a, a friend of John Wayne's once said about how, do we, how can we determine whether the government has the right to do something or not. And he said, just think of it if you're in a large community out in the middle of the desert back in the in the West, good old West days. We do not have the right to give the government anything that we as neighbors collectively wouldn't have in our own on our own. So if we don't have the right to do that, we wouldn't have the right moral authority to do it there. We don't have the right to secede that to the government. And that's, I think, a very good... So first, you need to read your Constitution. Secondly, you keep that as a good basis. I think that's a very good directive. Let's go to the phone. Stuart, thanks for holding. Stuart in Florida. Hello, Stuart. Okay, hello, gentlemen. Uh, uh, You know, it's fine to talk about the Constitution. Uh, It can be kind of academic for most people. What's needed... what, what will stick in their minds and impress them is when you give some practical action to it. And I think that's what's missing. Um, and I think we need a new paradigm shift. We, gotta, we have to forget about this idea that you elect the right people. Because under this system, you can't elect the right people except in very rare circumstances. Mm-hmm. And if you do, they're powerless. For example, Donald Trump is a good example of that. Uh, what did Ron Paul gain all the years he talked about the Constitution? 
So instead of instead of begging politicians and protesting and wearing black, you know, and asking them to, oh, please, you know, uh, do, do it do it differently and, and this, that, and the other thing. What's necessary is to basically begin the process of ignoring them. And what I mean by that, of all people, Leon Trotsky, I think, coined the term of dual power. And it's a very good concept if you use it in the right direction. And the idea is... <clears throat> By talking to people in your in your towns in regions, uh, more and more, you convince them of the need to administer the area separately, okay, and ignore ignore the uh, the state governments and their treacherous policies, their criminal policies, and you organize and administer your towns and regions uh, independently. Now, of course, you, you're going to have to be able to back that up a little bit, if you know what I mean. Steward. But you, but you, you have no choice. Oh. Okay, John? Yeah, I was just going to say, steward. I, you know, I get the concept that plugging in a few good people into a broken system is only going to do one thing. It's break the people that think they can get in there and make the change. But, okay, but what if we stood fastly resolute on the issue of the Constitution. And rather than running from these unconstitutional people to set up our own protective fiefdom over here, which is an exercise in creating a whole separate government, sounds to me, that it would be a lot easier to demand of the state government, the governors, the state legislators, that they become constitutional, otherwise abdicate your position that you were voted into because you're unwilling or unable for whatever reason, to follow the Constitution, you keep doing these draconian, stupid laws that are contrary to the intent of the Constitution and people's freedoms. Why? Why do we have How's to? Work? Yeah, go go ahead. How's that? How's that? How's that worked out for the last fifty years? Because okay, so look, look, oh, I... okay, no, John, hold on, Stuart. Because it's yeah. never really been done. The people have not mandated this. They have not marched. And Stuart, come on, man. You've heard me say this a million times. You know, you can't fight City Hall? Well, excuse me, you can. You get enough people, you can literally pull it up off its foundation and move it to wherever you want to. What we have not done is consistent, full-bore pressure on our state legislators to get constitutional. How'd that work out for us? We haven't done it yet. Stuart? So, my question to Stuart... if If you haven't been able to organize to do that in 50 years, it's because you can't do it. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is this. Let's take the current crisis that we have now. If things open up, we need to start talking to people and explain how this was a a giant lie. People are doing that already. People place. are doing Stuart, that already, Stuart. Question for you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, pull, pull them down. Pull them. John. John's trying to say something, and John can't hear Stuart. Stuart, hang on. John, please go. My direct question for Stuart is a. When was the last time you called your state senator, your state uh, House representative member? Not talking about back east. I'm talking about within your own state. When was the last time you've done that? When was the last time you got a couple of your neighbors and went over and visited them at their place? I've done that. I've gone and visited my representatives. Let me tell you, when you do those things, it puts on a lot of positive reinforcement, shall we say. Mm -hmm. I like that term. Stuart, go ahead. Uh, 
I used to I used to uh I used to uh email my representatives or whatever. I uh, said you know. call, not email. Call. Oh, call. Oh okay. Okay, okay. I I haven't called him. Okay. Okay. That's that needs to be the step you take. You need direct communication. I would even so I go into my state representative's place of business and I look him square in the eye many times a year and tell him I like this bill, I don't like this bill. Now I can't I can't keep track of every bill. But he knows when he knows my face. <laughs> when you show His people up, people know my face. Whoops. When I show up, <laughs> I do that with my state senator, right. and I do that with my state rep. Yeah. I guarantee you, when you do that, you will have a whole much more influence. And on top of that, get a couple of your neighbors that think the same you do. You, I guarantee you, you've got neighbors that think the same you thing. You can't prove you can't you can't you can't prove that. And what you're telling me is that nobody's ever thought about doing this until just now. Is that what you're telling me? No, Stuart, that's not what he's saying. I'm saying not enough. Yeah, but that's, that's what you're saying. You're saying we haven't tried it. You think people haven't tried this in the past? What I'm offering, what I'm saying is something practical, is that the next time they try to shut things down, with the proper education among the people on the ground, the shopkeepers, the local population, they can be organized with this knowledge to prevent any more shutdowns, okay? Not begging the politicians. Something practical like that, I think, is much more effective, and we have a good opportunity now right. because the lies that that the, that has been told over this whole situation are monumental, and I think we have a good opportunity to bring people over. Direct action, Stuart. Not begging, Stuart. No, I I get what you're saying, and I appreciate your sentiments here, and I hear a little passion in your voice, and I appreciate that as well. What I'm saying to you is, we have not organized. This is a system. This matrix was uh, was set up. This is the system that we have. We can go and we can bookmark all the places that they've gone extra constitutional outside those coloring lines. We certainly can do that. But, Stuart, politically in this country, people have given up on the voting process, more or less. Yeah, do they still vote? Yeah, they do. But that's how politicians view us, as being taxpayers or just voters. Otherwise, we're not to be considered. What has not been done, and I admonished Ron Paul for not taking up his notoriety and his brand that he developed running twice for president, to politically organize the states, not a Republican this or a Democrat that, or no, a coalition of people, concerned citizens, going after the state legislators, going after the big muckety-mucks that have been sitting in their comfy chairs for all these years, and mandating that they follow the Constitution. Otherwise, you know what? We're going to organize to pull your butt right out of office. Stuart, that is never never been done before. I don't believe that. What do you mean you don't believe it? No, no. You you think nobody's ever tried to do that before, John? Not on a basis that scares the living bejeebers out of him. No, it has not. All right, Stuart, I've given you the floor for a long time. I thank you for your call. I know you're searching for solutions and answers to this. We already have the answers, but we have yet to garner the courage to go out and do it and really, really mean it. Stuart, I appreciate your call. John, you were saying? It's starting to happen now. It really is. Well, it needs to continue, and we need to amp it up. Okay, so I want to speak real quickly to my to the fellow Christians out there. Uh, there's a lot of people that just say, you know, hey, God's going to wind up coming and, you know, the Prince of Peace is going to come. Yeah. To that statement, you and I are not big fans. 
he eventually will. I'll agree with that. But right now, <laughs> the, God wants to know where you stand. And it's our actions that show where we stand. You mean God wants to know if I'm a Democrat or Republican? What? He wants to know, do we stand by the Constitution? Are we willing to stand up for the Okay, okay. John, I'm not going to entertain that argument, and I'll tell you why. Did you you have a conversation with God that says, well, why aren't you following your Constitution? Did he tell you that? Okay. <laughs> he didn't right. appear to me. Uh, he did not appear to me. Oh, okay, okay. No, and and this is part of the problem that we're having here. I, you know, there's people out there that don't believe in God. There are people that are atheists, or they're not quite sure. They don't have the courage or their own convictions, so they consider themselves to be agnostic, or whatever. Okay, my simple statement to them is: Look, God let the rule book. You know, we got the rule book. Uh, some call it kind of King James version of this, or somebody. Some people might go to an earlier uh, printed Bible, or whatever the case may be. Point is that we have the recipe to take the friction out of life, not to rob or steal or murder each other, not to cover the neighbor's wife. You know all those rules. We already got that. The problem I'm having here is with people citing that God spoke to them and told them this. You know, I I, I I don't buy it. I never have, never will. I, I'm just saying follow the Constitution and and quit saying I'm just going to leave it up to, to God to deal with. No, <laughs> my job is to take action right now and follow the Constitution. we got to deal with the temporal. He takes care of the afterlife. That's the way I understood it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. But we got to do it here and now. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Lauren in Ohio. Hello, Lauren. I just got to say amen to that, brother. <laughs> my fault, my fix. Your problem is you're trying to solve this in a collective. You're not going to make it happen that way. Every man has to work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. Every man has a choice. Am I going to obey God? There's. I was calling with your solution. Obey God. Keep your money in your pocket. Keep your children in your home. Boycott big business. And turn off those TVs and that net for your children. This is all our fault. And we can fix it, but it's each one of us has to do. Now, I did what you're suggesting, John. I ran for state school board. I was known at the state house in Columbus. I would call. They fired the poor woman that used to set up the interviews for John Kasich. I'd follow him around. I'd show him the Constitution. R- what, read him the Second Amendment. Do you understand that? They don't care. And this is the point. My life right now, I don't care what they say. I homeschool my children. I don't ask permission. Amen. I have children that drive, travel in their private conveyance. I'm not asking permission. These are my children. This is my car. And granted, they say, oh, well, you signed it over. To... Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. You've got to live your own life. With the first commandment, have no other gods before me. He doesn't say when you get up there, well, you know, I know you obeyed the, the government because, they, because you were afraid. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. And so whether you're Christian or not matters. Whether you, and, and, and I'm saying, look at Muslims, uh Atheists, everybody is for not, you know, killing you each other, not stealing each other's stuff, not bearing false witness. Look what happened to General Flint. You know, we're not supposed to do those things. But the thing about people is they're not perfect. Men's hearts are desperately wicked. So everybody All right, is all right. Lauren, Lauren, hang on a second here. You, you, pretty <laughs> soon, wanted, pretty soon she's going to climb behind a pulpit here. I can't miss this. we got to take a break, though. We'll be right back. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. The newspaper? 
Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! Huh. For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. How to find in the morning papers is how to find in the magazines. It doesn't matter what show you tune in, it's how to find on TV screen, but it's on talk radio. Truth is on talk radio. Turn it We are back. Lauren, I have a funny feeling you're still there, so go ahead, ma'am. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, it's not a collective solution. I know we want to go and we want to hold the the, the, uh, officials uh, responsible, but it doesn't work like that. There are maids and butlers 
You don't go to the maids and butlers and say, please, Massa, can I be free? No, but if the, the maid or the butler, purpose- when you got your back turned, has got an 8-inch blade aimed at the back of your neck, then you yeah, get a problem the- with the maid or whatever. What? Okay. Well, yeah, but what I'm trying to yeah. tell you is the shield, it, look it, they sent social workers to my house. They said, you're talking bad about the government, you're talking bad about vaccines, you're neglecting your children's education because I was homeschooling and wasn't asking anybody permission, and we don't like your house. You, this isn't big enough. We need to inspect you. I just told them the law. I didn't have to yell at them. Right. I didn't have to have a big meeting with a bunch of people. I said, I am not a ward of the state, nor are my children. I am not a U.S. citizen. I'm an American national. Did they go I away? I have no contract with you. Did they go away? Yes, they went away, and okay, they sent good. me a letter three weeks later saying, we find no problem with you, lady. <laughs> and this okay, is my sister, point. It's... Uh, Please? Sister? Uh, sorry. Uh, so let me say this. You're doing something that is probably the most important thing that we could possibly do. Push back. Too many parents... Uh, send their children off to the public babysitter. Amen. Now, me and my family, we have done homeschooling, and we now have them in a charter school. But amen, our, our, may God bless you, you're doing homeschooling, you're doing exactly what needs to be done. If this were, this country is going to be saved, some of the biggest people that are going to get that done are those that are being taught in homeschool. And I'm hoping that's what's coming out of this COVID-19. I'm hearing it out of a lot of different parents. Hey, maybe I should consider homeschooling. I don't like what yeah. my children are doing in school. And, and, and Lauren, right. Lauren, I understand what you are saying. Uh, trust me, I understand 100% perfectly what you're trying to say. But I'm in disagreement with here. If you've got a bunch of murderous house uh, maids or butlers or whatever you want to assign... Uh, and they're in your house, that being your state, and they're committing murderous acts against your freedoms and, li- and liberties, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to withdraw to allow these people to go knife somebody else. I'm going to jerk their little butts out of office any damn way that I can. Because we well, have... It's not, a with- what? it's not a withdrawal, though. What's the first step? Obey God. So, just Ten Commandments. But the second step is keep your money in your pocket. If you don't owe them the fruit of your labor... Don't give it to them. Lauren, you you, have Lauren, Lauren, you've called into this program many times. You've made your position clear many, many times. And it's still the same right answer. It's the only answer. It's all the only what answer. Done right now, they're not following the rules and all they can come up with. Let's have a constitutional convention to make more rules. No, 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 no. Constitutional convention, not any good. Not with these governors who are sitting in the states. No, no, no. Well, right, I, but even the whole principle of the thing, they have turned, the purpose of the government was to keep them in check. The body of negative law that is the Constitution limits their behavior. But the children have been in school for three and four generations, and they don't know history. They don't know the truth. So how do we fix this without removing them from a place where they can be mass indoctrinated? I mean, now they want free paychecks and, 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 and all their college free, and, you know, and they don't understand there's okay. anything Lauren, wrong with that. I, well, Lauren, that? Lauren, I got loaded phones here, and I'd love to oh, spend sorry. the next half hour with you arguing <laughs> your points. You don't hear me. I hear no, I you. I hear you. I just disagree with well, you. Well, and, and you know what? I wished I had the damn time to go point by point through this and argue it, but I do not. Well, bless you. I love what you're doing. All right. Thank you, dear. I Rebellion appreciate to tyrants is obedience to God, Thomas. Well, but, and, and a lot of people have this idea. You know, we got a lot of confused people in this country, and she's exactly right. That many generations have been not taught about the, the our form of government, their role in it. It ain't just voting and paying taxes, this holds you to a whole different standard, being the 
you know, person protecting that freedom and liberty. You know, I get all of that. And I've heard people say, well, I'm going to homeschool, and I'm, 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 I'm happy with that as well. But it still leaves the same cancerous, infected system to go prey on other people. That's what I object to. Lauren, I thank you for your call. Let me take Gary in Arkansas. Gary, we got a break in about a minute. Go ahead, Gary. What? I got Jim in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So listen, I I don't I don't use internet at all anymore. When, when I had a Twitter account, I had a hashtag one thousand gallows on the DC mall. <laughs> what, no, wait a minute. I didn't mean to literally do it. I want people to make plans for an art show. One even if it doesn't come to fruition, that the plans should be publicized. The the warehouses should be stocked with wooden rope, and it should be publicized that there will be a mass gathering for an art show of 1,000 gallows on the D.C. Mall. <laughs> and, and this is a publicity stunt yeah. in, the, in the manner that Noah built an ark. He spent 100 years to build an ark to, see, to show people what's coming. Yeah. No, no, Jim, I, I, I got you there. I, I got you. Hey, look, I appreciate your call. We've got to go to the bottom of the hour break here. Gary, Earl, Dan, and others will get to your calls. My guest today, uh, good guy, uh, he's on radio out in KBJA. That's out in Salt Lake City, folks, Utah. John Twitchell, we'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. 
Cows 2. Ease off LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. By Christine. Great for heart palpitations. By Anne. Before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, my cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great, thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. John, Lauren called back in during the break, and I'm thinking during the break what she's saying. And and here here's been my ongoing problem. I can't disagree with anything that this lady says. Okay, do you think that God has heard many people's prayers in this country going, help, help? And I'm imagining God sitting up there going, what is your people's, what, what, what is my creation's problem here? I left you the rule book. You know, there it is. You got the temporal. You're not going to shuffle off that mortal coil and they're going to come and see me sooner or later. Or you're going to go see the devil. Whatever. However you imagine that happening. But what she will not accept, okay, you can, you can homeschool your children. You can take them out of that school. You can boycott the corporations that are doing evil things, and I'm not going to spend my money. I'm going to keep my money in my pocket. Here's the problem, and this is what you will not realize, that this evil still stands. Call it whatever you want. Impediment, evil, abject evil. I don't care what you call it. You're not going to get rid of it by just walking away from it because it is there to destroy you. Rip it out by its damn roots. I got people that will tell me, and I don't put weed killer on my lawn, and look at my lawn. They spend inordinate amount of time going out there and ripping out the roots of the weeds, and it works. Other people aren't so dedicated. I'll just throw some, you know, weed killer on my lawn and hope it doesn't run off in the river. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm good. Look at my lawn. It, it, look, I don't want to complicate this. I'm just simply saying the evil has to be ripped out at its root. And by doing the, I'm, I'm, I'm obeying the Bible and I'm playing by the rules. Guess what? They're not. They don't have that restraint. And they will do whatever they can and will by their wonderful imaginations to do away with you, your rights, your anything. This is what I'm having a problem with. This is what I've said on this program for years and years and years. It has to be removed. Otherwise, it's going to continue to infect and divide what is left of this country. 
You know, if, if you're righteous in your thought and your word and your deed and all that, and you die and you clasp hands and I'm going to heaven, okay, great. What did you just leave behind you? The evil ones that want to come and eat your damn lunch. And they will. They've demonstrated John, what they intend to do, and they're still going to do it. Yes, John? I, I don't think that's it, though. It's not just sit back and, 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 you know, come back in your own. It's doing what you're doing. It's doing what so many others are doing, going out and demonstrating. I, there are many people that are now going out and demonstrating. There's people that are getting on the radio. There's people that are going and putting their name and their lives to some extent on the line. We've got to do that. You can... God says, show me works. You know, we've, we've got to prove it. Where's the fruit? It's not just statements that matter. It's action. But with Stuart in Florida, what I was trying to get across to that dear man, and he's aggravated, he's passionate, I understand and I get it. Well, he's telling me what's never been done before. Well, how'd that work out? How'd that work out in the last 50 years? I don't know. We haven't done it. And, and, yeah, well, you know, Wilbur I, and Orville Wright, nobody had ever flown before them. And here's Let's make it happen. Here's a couple of guys that built bicycles. You're going to do what? And you're going to do what with that? <laughs> There's a bunch of farmers in the nobody, you know, from a nobody birth that came up with the uh, great greatest document, political document ever written in the history of man. Some might argue that point, and I've had the arguments thrown at me over the years as well. But be that as it may, you know, what I can say to that is that that document can be strengthened. You know, we're having food shortages. I, I, was, I was in just abject amazement today. I'm watching Fox News, and they've got somebody on that's uh, some politician talking about, well, we've got an interrupt us in our food supply, and... Supermarkets, they don't have hamburger. Well, as the interview goes on, and this intrepid one didn't pick up on the signals that she should have and went back at that politician with it, the politician said that, look, we've got four producers in this country of our beef and our pork, and two of them are owned by the Red Chinese. Okay. Well, what did that just tell me? There's no competition in the field out there. None at all. Oh, well, why, why the two producers shut down is all because oh, a lot of their workers had the uh, coronavirus. Well, guess what? These people that are putting their pigs and cows in ditches and burying them are getting paid to do it. There is no competition to keep that food chain from being broken. It's broken right now. And I am, I am just, I just sit back in amazement and I watch this ongoing dialogue, this useless band-aid putting on crap day after day after day, and people are unwilling to address that big, fat, wrinkly, smelly elephant sitting in their living room. They're just walking all around it. Gary in Arkansas. Hello, Gary. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Oh, I don't know. How am I doing? <laughs> You're the one listening. <laughs> I heard a lot of good things uh, mentioned uh, on this program so far that uh, would uh, cure this problem if it was kind of put together. For instance, the lady with all the fire that was Lauren, <laughs> that's Lauren. a little bit early. Yeah, yep. she said, uh, "Don't don't be a U.S. citizen, be an American national." Well, I did that. You know how I did that. 
I, I, I say, let's say my name is John Quincy Adam. John is all spelled in lowercase, mm-hmm. dash, Quincy, all lowercase, mm-hmm. colon, mm-hmm. Adam. Mm-hmm. That puts me at common law and makes me an American national. My bank had a fit when I did that, I but they, they had to accept it. Yeah. Uh, homeschooling. The, the one thing they can't take away from us, and I, I've asked myself many times, why aren't we using this process? It's called the recall. That's something they can't, they have a hard time of, of screwing around with it. Take your money out of the bank, homeschool. We got all kinds of answers here, John. Yeah, I've but, heard a bunch of them mentioned today. Yeah, but Gary, that's Let's just get okay, out and do it. Okay, but Gary, what's been suggested is not going to fix the problem because it leaves status quo intact. That's the problem I'm having. Everybody wants to extract to get away from the evil. The evil is still sitting there. It's still breathing. It's still metabolizing. It's still growing. And everybody wants to walk away with it and go, oh, okay, we're just not going to deal with it. No, I want to get in and rip the damn thing into a million pieces. Well, if the people don't want to take any risk, and uh, I guess they'll just have to deal with it then, won't they, John? Well, you know, and then we become a nation of survivors with our little tribal this and our little enclaves yeah. there, and the rest yeah. of the country is gone. And I, for, we, Gary, we, Gary, you've listened there to was me. There a lot of good things mentioned uh, so far that I've heard on your program. Too bad we couldn't put them all together. One thing I might mention is that uh, the Constitution of 1776 has never been recalled or vacated. It's still the law of the land. And what they had no right to go into the Constitution and change words and capitalize and uncapitalize letters. For instance, the title, The Constitution for the United States of America in all capital letters, uh, is totally different than the Constitution of the small United States of America. And people got to learn to pick up on these little legal nuances. And and we got to be as smart as these damn lawyers. That's about all I can say right now, John. Thank you for the call. Gary, I thank you. I appreciate it. Gary's been a supporter of this network and gone on the airwaves and admonished other people from not supporting us. You know, he came up with a dollar a day thing. He said, look, a dollar a day? You can't even buy a cup of coffee for that. You know, you get you, you you tune into the network every single day, but you're not even willing to chip in a buck a day to help us out. Gary's been steadfast. And and he's an old guy that is is removed. He's out in the outback someplace and he's just there and he's there every single day. And and Gary, you know, I'm in agreement with you. A lot of the stuff that was mentioned today, yeah, those are good positive things. But we're hacking at the branches still. We're not going after the root of the problem. And that's these asshats that swore. Gee, John, just on you violated your oath of office, you swore to de- defend and protect the Constitution, and you're in there violating it. Okay, I'm sorry, you got to vacate your seat. <laughs> Thanks for the good try. Bye-bye. And until such time that we, the people, display that power, because we are the government, we, the people, are the government, not these idiots that occupy office and turn around 
and just violate that Constitution 16 different ways from Sunday. This is what I'm saying. And Stuart wanted to argue with me, oh, well, we've already tried that. No, we didn't. No, we haven't. We haven't done it, not in the way, the action that is starting to take place. That's that, that's exactly it. Earl in Texas. Hello, Earl. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple things. Uh, number one, the gal up there in Dallas with the salon. Yes. She was uh, jailed today and fined $7,000. And there's a little bit of protests up there going on on that. In regards to the, um, if God said so, God didn't say so, if I may, sir, I would like to read a brief in-part letter from General Lee of 1852 to his son in reference to duty. May I? Please do. Yes, sir. Thank you. In regard to duty, let me, in conclusion of this hasty letter, inform you that nearly a hundred years ago, there was a day of remarkable darkness and gloom, still known as the dark day, a day when the light of the sun was slowly extinguished as if by an eclipse. The legislative of Connecticut was in session and its members saw the unexpected and unaccountable darkness coming on. They shared the general awe and terror. It was supposed by many that the last day, the day of judgment, had come. Someone in consternation of the hour moved for an adjournment. Then there arose an old pilgrim legislator, Davenport of Stanford, and said that if the last day had come, he desired to be found at his place doing his duty, and therefore moved that candles be brought in so that the house could proceed with its business. There was a quietness in that man's mind, the quietness of heavenly wisdom and inflexible willingness to obey present duty. Therefore, you cannot, therefore, you cannot uh, do more for your duty. You should never wish to do less. And I appreciate you taking my call, sir. Thank you, Earl. Powerful words. Well, you know, the founders, you know, there's been a whole lot of arguing about that. Well, you know, it was just a bunch of deists that got together to, you know, they were the terrorists of the day and they threw off the king and they rebelled and did all that stuff. Yeah, that that is all true. That is all true. We even caught agencies of the federal government teaching their wannabe, I want to be one of you agents. Yes. Telling them, you saw the video, you know, telling them that, hey, you know, hey, the, the terrorists of the day were us when we threw off King George. You know, I, I, I've heard I've heard all the arguments, but I've yet to hear an argument like I just had with Stewart in Florida. Him telling me what hasn't or has been done in this country, and I'm telling you it has not. We have not organized in any state, not under the R or not under the D or under the I, not a political. This has this is a political people. And whether the Democrats want to recognize the Constitution and only use it in lip service fashion, like Pelosi did when trying to oust Trump out, well, she's following the Constitution for the Republic to get rid of this bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that carried a lot of weight. I paid attention to that. You know, I mean, it it's relatively simple. I'm not saying it's going to be easy to do, but I'm saying it must be done. Otherwise, we're going to sit here and wail and gnash our teeth and, 
Oh God! And it's even going... if it's not going to be done, we need to be stand up and be counted. But it's going to here. Here's the thing, John. Here's the thing. If we do this, it's going to serve as an educational platform and a symbol for other people going, "Yeah, that's the right thing to do." Maybe I didn't have the courage to join you this time, but you know what? You're right. It gets people thinking. It gets us centered back on that issue of the one thing that they'd like to ignore, and that's the Constitution. Dan in Texas. Hello, Dan. Hi, John, and I guess it's John. It's yes, it's sir. J-O-H-N and J-O-N. I don't know where he got his two J's. <laughs> hey, John, I agree with you. This, this has never been done at a level it needs to be done in the wake of what we're likely to be facing uh, with this nonsense COVID-19. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, they're going to be coming after us, and they're going to be coming hard. And it's not only going to need a coalition, it's going to need to be a coalition like we've never conceived of before. I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be time uh, to set aside uh, your single-minded concern for gun rights or your single-minded concern for pro-life or pro-choice rights or your single-purposed concern for uh, vaccine rights. It's We're all going to have to co- make a coalition uh, for one central thing. That's to fight the tyranny that's coming in the wake of this business. Yep. Dan, were you born and raised Texas? Yes, sir. Fort Worth, Tarrant County. Well, and John, this is the kind of common sense Texas draw and common sense that you will get from the people here in Texas. Well, I I, I think Texans and Utahns in general are brothers. Hey, my in my the blood of my veins, I have men who fought in the Revolutionary War. Guess what? If I don't fight today, verbally, and maybe other ways in the future, physically, it comes next. Dan, what am I well, saying? John and and we're some, I, I don't know how to do it. It's it's uh, but it's something that's going to have to be done, and we're going to have to let the people in the city hall and the county uh, court, uh, in the state house, in the White House, in Congress, uh, we're going to have to let them know we're not putting up with this. What I essentially believe is a damn communist uprising, well, and that- communist coup d'état. Dan and and I, I politically I, I I can't argue with that because this is what they have demonstrated. But you know, there's still a lot of people fooled out there going, "Well, gosh, I'm not going to vote for those crazy Democrats or people like Bernie Sanders or AOC. I'm going to stick with my conservative guy over here." Conserving of what? What are they trying to conserve? When you ask Dan any of these conservatives, will you consider yourself conservative? Yes, absolutely. Okay, conservative about what? Well, I'm 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 fiscally responsible or um this. No, they they won't look you straight in the eye and tell you, Dan, that no, I I'm a conservative because 
I go by the state or the federal constitution. They never respond to that. They'll come up with something else. Well, that's part of the problem again, Dan. And either we're going to have representative government reflective of the system of government we have, or we're not going to have you sitting in that state house. We're not going to have you sitting in that U.S. Congress. And we're serious about this. And we're not going to stop yelling and bitching and complaining and demonstrating until that happens. And please don't make us go to that next level because you ain't going to like it. We're not going to like it. Dan? Well, it's it's going to require a massive effort, and uh, uh, because I really believe, Johns, that what's coming in the wake of this is going to be uh, absolute tyranny. They have demonstrated so. that it's not going to be anything else but. Dan, thank you for thank your you. call, and thank you for being here in Texas. You make me Texas proud. <laughs> Tom and, uh, oh, here comes one from Utah. Tom in Utah. Hello, Tom. Well, T and U are adjacent letters, and it's great to have two Johns adjacent, too. By the way, in 1959, I was infected asymptomatically by a great man who was one of the key players in the John Birch Society. I happen to be responsible to him in what in my profession that's Ezra Taft Benson, Secretary of Agriculture. <laughs> and I think uh, he's well known for his patriotic stances. But I was asymptomatic until nineteen ninety one and then I became initially infected by Cleon Skousen from Utah. And of course Colonel Bogbrights, they all kind of uh, took me out of the coma. And I realized that what Ezra Tab Benson told me back then was correct. We have five constitutions we're responsible for. Number five is the national constitution. Number four is the state constitution. Number three is the community constitution. Number two is our family or our associates' constitution, but number one is the most important of all. It's our personal constitution. And until we get our personal, and by the way, the lady that was talking before, she basically was exposing the personal constitution. Mm -hmm. No, you're talking about Lauren. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we need to be aware of the constitution that begins right within us. And I'm grateful to, to Cleon Scows and to uh, Ezra Tef Benson. To, you know, I mentioned before that Eustace Mullins was a friend of mine. And, and John Twitchell is a good friend. How about that one? There you go. Tom, you're a good man. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate your call. John in Michigan. Hello, John. Good afternoon, John. Um, I just would like to bring up... Uh, the Constitution uh, that we're supposed to be under. Hello. Yes. Oh, oh I'm. Why, sorry. why, why, John? You always do this when we remain quiet. When you call in, you're always suspect that you're not there. Because I, I took, I took you off speaker, and I have this cheap flip phone, and I don't know if I disconnected <laughs> you or not. No, no, no. So it, it's a technical issue. Okay. But, uh, you mentioned you mentioned on your show one time, and uh, I really want to welcome your guests to the audience that you have here too. But. Uh, you mentioned on your show that you were given an 1861 Constitution uh, that has the 13th Amendment in it. Yes, sir. And the, the 13th Amendment is not uh, there 
and I believe that was changed after the Act of 1871. It was. Uh, if, if, if so, if that that's a big factor in where we're at today are those two issues that we have people in office that have a nobility status which none of that was supposed to be yeah and and and, and here's the problem with that what this precluded and this is why they had to do away with it because it precluded the wordsmiths and the lawyers be they advising our people in Washington, or they themselves being a lawyer, being elected to public office, the wordsmiths, if you will. These people were precluded from being part of the government. And there was very good reason for that. I don't have the time because we're running out of that time. I don't have time to go into that. But, but John, you know, that original, and that was the original pocket constitution, by the way, that I, that I refer to. And there really was states that adopted that 13th Amendment that precluded those lawyers or titles of nobility from taking office. What did they do after Reconstruction, after the centralization of power in Washington, D.C.? Oh, they come up with a brand new 13th Amendment. Here's your replacement. Did anybody notice? I did. And so did you. Well, the Rothschilds were part of that bailout in 1871, and that's when they had to have a whole different... uh, uh, a concept to uh, deal with the uh, yeah, money we, that we owe them. Yeah, well, we had to have civil rights. The constitutional rights weren't good enough anymore. We got, we got the liberalized, lawyerized. Uh, yeah, uh, and then we honorable yeah, esquire. Yeah, uh, we got the great ACLU, the American Civil Liberties. Civil Liberties. It says it right in their title. I don't know what the hell a civil liberty is, but I do know what a constitutional right is. Well, maybe some. Maybe you can put that on your front page, the Thirteenth Amendment and the Act. You know of what? That, that's that's a damn. You know, that's a damn good idea. I I didn't even think of that, John. I need to take a few snapshots of this and show it to the public. Here's what it originally was, and this is what's been shoved down your throat, and you've been told for 150 years that's just the way it is. Thank you, John. Yep, and then they replaced it with the Fourteenth, which uh, <laughs> it just brought us into their fold. By the way, God John. Bless you both. By the way, John, your sister called me. I'm going to have her on the program. Uh, hopefully, I can get her on tomorrow or Thursday. Oh, great. Great. Right. She'll, she'll be a great guest. Yes, right. God bless you. Thank you, John. And John Twitchell? You yes, keep, sir. You keep pounding that salt out there in, in Utah. Will do. Will do. Thank you for having me on. Well, hey. Thanks for letting talk with, with John be on. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. We all got a part to play in this, big and small, but all of us. I've got to play a part. And I'd love to have you back on again. All so. right. All right, sir. Take care. Okay, you too. Wow. This is what we need. A little bit more dialogue. Dialogue to consensus or come on, folks. Let's just admit to what has to be done and quit belly aching about it and just get on with it. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the Internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. 
For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass filters, block sites, and keyword blocking. You can also bypass logging by your router and your ISP. With PatriotInternet.com, there is no software to install and uses 128-bit encryption for your protection. When using wireless hotspots, PatriotInternet.com shields your information from identity thieves and is compatible with Windows, Mac, and Linux. Protect your identity and your freedom with anonymous Internet access from PatriotInternet.com. Visit PatriotInternet.com today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.